Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit, I'm a little down right now. I was doing so good today. I was doing so good, and then I saw some news literally as I was just coming on the air here, and I realized that maybe I'm not doing as good as I thought I was. According to Entertainment News, Last Man Standing with Tim Allen is going off the air on May 20th is the last episode. I'm a little bummed about this. This was kind of the sanctuary for conservatives on like daily TV shows and sitcoms and Tim Allen being a, a relatively conservative kind of guy. I'm kind of down. I was not aware of this and I just found out. Now, I haven't watched the last couple of seasons, honestly. I don't have cable, so I don't get to watch it really a whole lot, but I still get to watch the recordings of it and replays of it later on and watch it online sometimes. And I love the show and it's all over. What a way to put a damper on the day. Hey, welcome into the program. Great. Thanks for hanging out with us, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the nation on radio and TV. Plus, we have our live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. Thanks for hanging out. Your millennial general reporting for duty the way we do every day. I know we got to get into it. We'll talk about the Joe Biden speech last night, and there's no shockers. There's no surprise. It's funny how yesterday on the show we talked about ways to defeat the Biden administration to really counter the left-wing progressive agenda and what we can do to promote conservatism and what we can do. And we still need to do that. We need to reinforce that mindset of what we talked about yesterday because last night I realized you were not appreciated I am not appreciated. Nobody in this country that works for a living, a blue-collar worker, is appreciated in any way, shape, or form. You are mooching. You are uh, you are privileged. You are the worst person on the face of the earth. You need to be taking all of your revenue and giving it to the government because that way they can redistribute it to people that don't make money or people that don't have nearly as much so that way we can redistribute everything and live a happy, harmonious life of absolutely having nothing together. That's really what... It came down to yesterday. The amount of crap just bleh, spewing out of the Biden mouth last night, I have never seen so much of that before. The amount of bleh, that came out of last night, I, I've never I had to turn it off about halfway through. I could not suffer through the entire thing. We have some audio clips I'll try to play throughout the program today because it was annoying. It was dumb. It was just completely inaccurate. And people that fall for it, I really feel bad for because it was the most ignorant, naive message that I've ever heard in my entire life through a presidential or through a, a political statement. I've never heard such garbage in my life. I got to be honest, the, the the message that he said, he tried to take credit for the Trump administration for what he did. Hey, we've done the vaccine thing. We are on the right track. I mean, according to Joe Biden, here's the state of our state right now. 100 days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation, we all did, that was in crisis. The worst pandemic in a century. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Now, after just 100 days, 
I can report to the nation, America is on the move again. That should be the sign right there. Do people actually fall for this? Like, legitimately, I'm really curious. Do people just kind of listen and, like, half listen and be like, oh, that was really nice. All right, that's not Joe Biden actually spoke coherently. He must be doing something right. His dementia, they jacked him up with steroids today. He must be doing great. Is I mean, is that where we're at to where that was a success, or do people actually believe it? Do you know what happens in the first 100 days? Yes, you can sign legislation. Yes, you can try and pass bills. Yes, you can try and do things, but they don't take effect right away. You're talking about a nation with 330-some-odd million people in this country. You think that you're just going to sign legislation, and the day after it's already implemented, the agencies are set up, the laws are enacted, people are enforcing them, the shift has been made. It takes time for these things. He wanted to sign a bill to say that it's a commitment for the first 100 million vaccines under his administration. Guess what? The system was already in place for that to happen. When he took office, there were already 30 million vaccine doses that were already administered to people on his way to 100 million. And it was like 100, 200,000 a day that they were already vaccinating by the first day he took office before he even did anything. But yet he's the one that take, uh, takes credit for the economy coming back. He's the one taking credit for the nation coming back. He's the one taking credit for the country opening back up while he's criticizing states opening back up and say that that's Neanderthal thinking because we can't open back up. Give me a break. How does this make any sense in any way, shape, or form? The system was already in place. The system to distribute the vaccines, the system to talk to the health departments at the statewide levels, all of it was already in functioning system when Trump left and Biden took office. But he's saying that it's all coming back and it's because of him. Kamala Harris was, uh, I guess, in Baltimore today talking at a vaccine clinic saying that the economy was coming back because of him and what he's done and what the administration has done. Because Donald Trump screwed it up, we passed a bill, and now all of a sudden it's all hunky-dory. Like, if people really, truly fall for that, I pity you because you have no coherent understanding of how the process actually works. And I want to educate you. I want to help you. I am here. We are here to try and bring you to the light. Come back to common sense and reality and basic reason. You do not have things shift on a dime like that it takes months it takes years for things to happen when it comes to the economy when it comes to legislation you cannot just say oh you know what i started a vaccine program yesterday and look at that we have 30 million that came in today it doesn't work that way drives me absolutely nuts and you knew he was lying when he said this right off the bat at the beginning but so many of us have to see sons daughters and relatives who died of cancer I can think of no more worthy investment. I know of nothing that is more bipartisan. So let's end cancer as we know it. It's within our power. It's within our power to do. You know, if we could have ended cancer and actually had a cancer cure, we would have done it already. Or maybe we wouldn't have. Here's the thing. I almost think he can do it. What? I almost said Joe Biden could cure cancer. And let me explain why. Let me explain. Hold on here. It's not just because he's going to have the magic cure. And he did run on this, by the way. If you remember when he announced for president all the way back when, about two years ago, he had said that he's going to end cancer because his son had died from cancer. That's a big thing. He had a cancer foundation to try and research cancer and try and solve it, whatever. Here's how he can do it. 
As you know, over the last four years, the big pharmaceutical industries despised President Donald J. Trump. I mean, he did lower pharmaceutical prices that Joe Biden did not give credit for, and he even said that. We'll talk about that later. But Donald Trump lowered pharmaceutical prices. He signed the bill saying that pharmaceutical companies are not allowed to charge any more than the lowest rate uh, that they charge for anywhere around the world. They're not allowed. They find that lowest price. They charge that here in the United States. The pharmaceutical company was livid, all of them despised Donald Trump to the point to where he was on the campaign trail a year prior to the election and said, I may have to step off the trail for a little bit. I may have to go back to the White House and kind of hunker down for a little bit because they're trying to harm me because I upset them so badly, meaning the big pharmaceutical companies. He upset them that badly. He was concerned for his life, and he made that statement publicly while speaking, I believe, in Cleveland one time. That's how bad the pharmaceutical companies hated him. So now that they funded massively Joe Biden to get him out of office because they were losing massive amounts of money, what's happened? We have a vaccine that's being subsidized by the federal government to give to hundreds of millions of people in the United States and worldwide for them to get the profit. You think it's actually free at the pharmaceutical companies? Like, oh, I just whipped up this thing that took me nine months. It usually takes me years to do. I'm just going to give 500 million you know, doses of this thing completely free without any cost whatsoever. Here's our good donation to you. Andy, it's free. It may be free to you now, but the government's paying for those which means they're subsidized. So, yeah, the big pharmaceutical companies are now reimbursing themselves for all the losses that they had during the Trump administration with the COVID vaccines. Then they could say, you know what, now we have someone back in that's going to jack prices back up pharmaceutically with Joe Biden in office because he's our puppet. So, you know what, I could almost see them, quote unquote, curing some forms of cancer because here's my conspiracy theory. Put the tinfoil hat on for just a second. I'm sure we already know how to get rid of cancer in many ways, but then you would lose patience of giving them chemo every couple of months and making $100,000 every time you do so in the medical industry. But if Joe Biden's in, sure, we'll throw him a bone. We'll release one of these. We'll be able to secure some form of cancer and Joe Biden will be an absolute hero. And Democrats have saved the day yet again. I know it's a very malicious, very negative way of looking at the world, but I got to be honest, I totally see that actually happening. Just throwing it out there. That's my conspiracy theory of the day here on The Voice of Reason. But to make that assumption, I mean, people have said that they want to cure cancer. The other option that Joe Biden could do is really give the 10-year plan, which is what most politicians like to do. They're going to set a 10-year plan. Obviously, if he wins two elections, which is not going to happen, then he's only going to be in office eight years. If he signs a 10-year plan, then after the eight years, they're still working on it. They're still progressing. They're still still doing really well. Then the next administration will come in, and they'll either extend it because they need more time, or a new administration from the opposing party will come in and end it, and then it'll be their fault that it didn't get done. That's how politics usually works. Just got to be clear with you. Got to be honest. It's how politics usually works. Put the uh, goal date so far out that even if you're not in office, then it's not really your fault whether it happens or doesn't happen. If it does, then you're the one that started it and you go down in history as a, as a leader and as a great visionary. If it doesn't, then, yeah, you know, the other side just stopped my agenda. Welcome to Politics 101. I love it. At the same time, then he tried to say government... And I love people that try to argue with me on social media as well, that the government can actually create jobs. Investments in jobs and infrastructure like the ones we're talking about have often had bipartisan support in the past. Vice President Harris and I met regularly in the Oval Office with Democrats and Republicans and discussed the jobs plan. And I applaud a group of Republican senators who just put forward their own proposal. So let's get to work. I wanted to lay out before the Congress my plan before we got into the deep discussions. 
I'd like to meet with those who have ideas that are different, they think are better. I welcome those ideas. Now, if that were the case, he wouldn't have had Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is vice president of the United States because I can just hear her right now in the Oval Office when a Republican, let's say Ted Cruz, waltzes in there, says, hey, I got a plan for you, Joe Biden. Let's try to implement this. We want to cut some taxes. We want to cut government spending. and We want people to actually have money back in their own pocket. And you can hear Kamala say, excuse me, that ain't going to work. You already know that's happening. So the whole like bipartisanship, we can work together on this. I want to hear plans that people think that they're better is a complete lie, but it's a nice fa- facade for many politicians and people that fall for politicians to go along with to be like, wow, he's so open-minded. Wow. He loves working across the aisle. Wow. He does so well working with other people. It's those other people that are just so, such close-minded jerks. He's pandering to the extreme progressive left-wing agenda. But regardless of that, the whole investment in new jobs, do you realize the government, this may be a shock to some, breaking news for those that aren't aware. Breaking news for those that aren't aware, the government doesn't create its own money. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't have money on its own. It does not have trees. It does not work. It does not create its own wealth. It takes money from the private sector. That's how it has fun. So when you say the government creates jobs and we're going to create all these jobs based on government incentives, you're creating construction projects, the infrastructure, building buildings, building highways, doing whatever. They're government projects that are subsidized with government grants paid for by your taxpayer money. So you're essentially hiring the contractors to do that job, but through the government that made it three times more expensive with usually contractors that are just government bureaucrats to get the profits for most of it and then the job's done halfway. So I guess that's job creating if you just want to cycle the money instead of create new money. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
Catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I know we just bounced around to like five different topics on on the Joe Biden's speech last night, but those were the ones that really kind of stuck out to me as we listened to that. I know people have a hard time listening to what he has to say, and it's just so ridiculous. And I apologize for the majority of the listeners that actually understand this stuff as common sense. It's just we have to break it down sometimes for the others that, you know, need a little help or need a little assistance. Or maybe the light bulb just clicked on like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. That makes total sense in the world. So I try to break it down. That's what this show is really all about. And hopefully we can have a decent conversation. Look, as you know, you know me. This is the voice of reason. I love dialoguing on the other side of the aisle. So if you totally disagree with my stance on these, you can always reach out to me. You can shoot me a message on the social media. Email me at network at gmail.com. Let me know. Be like, Andy, you are so full of it. You don't understand how this process works. I've heard that before. And then I like to have fun with it. So you can always reach out. And I uh, look, when I debate somebody, it's always civil. But right now, I just don't grasp the concept of understanding this. When you say government's going to create jobs and we're going to create all these job plans and all these job packages, it doesn't work. You're spending government money to purchase the contracts to get the job done. So, yeah, they're getting paid, which I guess puts money into the economy. But it's coming from your taxes, which means we're printing more money that the government didn't have. We're using money that they took from you already to create the job. If I wanted the construction project, I would have paid for the construction project myself, not just pay through it through my taxpayer money to go to a bureaucrat to run through the system to get 40% of it to sit back and be like, I did the processing and the transaction here. Here you go. We're going to pick the lowest bidder to do the job, and then we're just going to keep the rest of the money at the federal level. Like To me, that just doesn't make any sense, and why that would be considered job creating boggles the mind. But left uh, Democrats and progressives, they love government jobs. The Barack Obama, he created jobs. 60% of all the jobs that Barack Obama created were public sector jobs, just expanding the federal government, expanding new agencies, expanding new departments, expanding the way the government functions and works. And he was like, yeah, look at all these jobs I'm creating. It's a great economy, and things are working, and it's really good, and I just signed this job creation bill and and people fall for it they absolutely love it so i know we're kind of bouncing around a little bit by the way at the bottom of the hour uh in just a little bit we're going to be talking with uh, veronica uh i'm, I'm going to slaughter her name uh kirilenko she's with the new american and we're going to be talking about uh dr fauci and republicans republicans refusing uh more so than other individuals to not get the covid 19 vaccinations to not wear the masks we'll talk about that a little bit and go into COVID because Joe Biden fixed the economy. Joe Biden is expanding the vaccines. Joe Biden created the vaccine, apparently, although he got it before he was actually president of the United States. But nonetheless, he's the one that did it, baby, so we need to praise him for that. So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But Joe Biden apparently also said that we have a one-time investment for free education. For the future, in my view, We also need to make a a once-in-a-generation investment in our families and our children. That's why I've introduced the American Families Plan tonight, which addresses four of the biggest challenges facing American families and, in turn, America. First is access to good education. When this nation made 12 years of public education universal in the last century, it made us the best educated, best-prepared nation in the world. 
stop right there. My head's going to explode. That is not true. When we started the Department of Education at the federal level and we went public for the public education system, our or our educational quality dropped dramatically. We were at the top worldwide for our education in the world before the Department of Education was even founded at the federal level. When we started that, we started dropping down because it was about the administrative state. It was about this structured uh, structured educational system. It was all about what the government wanted, and our education began to tank. We were at the top when we had the small little churches and we had the small little houses where we just got a bunch of communities together and people started teaching, and it was all, quote-unquote, I guess private schools to some degree, and we paid the teacher and got the resources and we did our thing. Then we created the DEA, uh, Department of Education, and it tanked. It plummeted because the government got involved. Now he's saying we need to invest more into it to make it even worse, apparently. It's stupid. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you're all welcome back into the program. It goes by way too fast. We've had way too much to talk about and have fun with, especially after the speech from Joe Biden yesterday. And I know we kind of bounced around on numerous different topics, but it's fun. And I mean, we got to clear things up, right? Got to do our thing. Welcome in. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Radio and TV plus the live stream plus the podcast that we have all over the country so welcome into it you can find us on our social media at hoosier reason you can find us on our website at hoosierreason.com you can find the podcast at the voice of reason with andy hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites joe biden did say something i thought was kind of entertaining last night let's give medicare the power to save hundreds of billions of dollars by negotiating lower drug prescription prices Yeah. Apparently, we forgot that Donald Trump had done that like a year ago. And then Joe Biden on day number one repealed the executive order with his executive order uh, that actually lowered the pharmaceutical prices in the country. So now we need to do it through Medicare and Medicaid because that's going to be their way to try and do the universal ink, uh, universal health care is really going to be. Let's get rid of the uh, the lowering the pharmaceutical prices that Donald Trump did. So we have to do it through Medicare and Medicaid, so that way people have to go through our expanded Medicare and Medicaid program 
a.k.a. Obamacare. And if you go through that, then you'll have lower prices for your pharmaceuticals. If you're going through your private insurance company, we're going to jack that stuff up, baby. We are going to make it so expensive because you're not going to get covered. They're not going to cover all the specialty experts. They're not going to cover the price uh, the price of the pharmaceutical pills you need. Uh, we're going to jack that up. But if you get on the government stuff, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be super cheap. And that's how they try and uh, jerry-rig the system, so to speak. Let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? What's trending today? I am excited about our next guest here on the program as we talk about some of the health care stuff. We talk about the vaccinations, the war, essentially, between some Republicans and Dr. Anthony Fauci when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccines and the mask mandates and the social distancing. I mean, remember... Joe Biden did say that we're all Neanderthals because we said we didn't want to wear the mask or that we weren't going to get vaccine uh, vaccinated and that we are opening up too quickly. And we can't be having that Neanderthal thinking, according to Joe Biden. She is a contributor to the New American Magazine, also a research associate at the defense consulting firm of Geostrategic Analysis located in Arlington. And she specializes in U.S.-Russian relations, which we definitely have to have fun with here on the program. Excited to have on here a Veronica Kirilenko with us. Veronica, how are you, my friend? Uh, hi, Angie. Thank you for, for hosting me today. It's good to be with you. It's great to have you on the program. I, I really appreciate it very much. It's wild to see this battle between the, you know, Dr. Fauci and uh, they say Republicans. I just say they're people that are just tired of listening to the contradictions that he makes left and right. Uh, but it seems to be kind of a battle going on between uh they try to call it anti-vaxxers, but the people that don't want to get the vaccine or don't want to wear the mask. And then Dr. Fauci, I mean, where are we at with all this? And will we see the majority of the population, do you think, get the vaccine at the end of the day? Uh, well, Angie, let me start that. As of today, approximately half of all American adults have received at least one dose of uh, COVID-19 vaccine, uh, with about a third of the population being fully vaccinated. But uh, it is noted that hesitancy surrounding vaccination remains, remains very strong. Well, a couple of recent polls, they show that um, about one in four Americans say that would refuse a coronavirus vaccine and uh, the hesitancy no notably stronger among Republicans. Well, it's um, found that 41% of people who identify as Republicans, including 49% of GOP-leaning men, would refuse the vaccine. And uh, it's very interesting because only 6% of Democratic-leaning men said the same. So, yeah, Dr. Fauci, he said... Uh, in a couple of his recent interviews that this is really frustrating that people who refuse to wear masks, uh, who are against the restrictions and against the lockdowns would not accept the vaccine because he says the vaccine would get us back to normal on one hand. But on a different occasion, like you mentioned, he flip-flops a lot. He said <laughs> that even though you, you're full, you may be fully vaccinated, but... You cannot go outside. You still cannot. Well, you can go outside. He says, uh, you, you, you know, because uh, he said that you can go outside in limited groups without masks with people who are fully vaccinated themselves. Yeah. So, yes, it's uh, one of the reasons that people refuse to get the, jo uh, the, the, the jab. Yeah, it's wild. I've never heard of you only can get herd immunity if you get the vaccine. The way I understood herd immunity is if you build antibodies to the certain virus or bacteria or whatever in society and the large population already has it to where it's essentially ineffective. And you can do that either through getting a vaccine or you can do that through mm -hmm. getting the virus or getting the, vac or, uh, getting the bacteria, getting sick yourself, building up the antibodies yourself, and then having those antibodies mm -hmm. to where 
you can't do that. Joe Rogan, I, I, I played this interview yesterday a little bit. Fauci, as you mentioned, had been doing some interviews talking about this in the bit of frustration. The podcaster Joe mm-hmm. Rogan had made the comment that if you're young in your 20s and 30s and you're healthy and you work out and you do these things, it's not going to affect you, which I get. I'm 32. I'm not going to get the vaccine because there's no need. I'm in that percentile to where I have like a 99.5% chance that I'm going to be asymptomatic if I end up getting the virus. I may have already had it and don't even know it. Uh, and we're essentially fine mm-hmm. because we're healthy. We take vitamins. We work out. We're, we're, we're young. I mean, our immune systems are strong. And Fauci didn't like that. And this is what he had to say. Well, that's incorrect, Savannah. And the reason why is that you're talking about yourself in a vacuum then. You're worried about yourself getting infected and likelihood that you're not going to get any symptoms. But you can mm-hmm. get infected and will get infected if you put yourself at risk. And even if you don't have any symptoms, you're propagating the outbreak because it is likely that you, even if you have no symptoms, that you may inadvertently and innocently then infect someone else who might infect someone who really could have a problem with a severe outcome. So if you want to only worry about yourself and not society, (laughs) then that's okay. But if you're saying to yourself, even if I get infected, I could do damage to somebody else, even if I have no symptoms at all. And that's the reason why you've got to be careful and get vaccinated. Veronica, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, apparently we're just all selfish if we don't get vaccinated. Uh, No, uh, you know, uh, I think the Fauci is is really outnumbered because uh, the world, um, other other medical experts around the world, including the uh, experts who work for World Health Organization for what it's worth, they observed that asymptomatic transition was really very, very rare. But Fauci, uh, Fauci, I'm sorry, he dismissed this notion as wrong. He said, this is not correct. He pushed for the lockdowns for everyone, even though previously he himself, just a, a couple of years ago, he suggested, I mean, before COVID, uh, commenting on some other disease, infectious disease, he suggested that asymptomatic uh, transmission exists, but he noted that it never drives the spread. So, again, Fauci is so inconsistent and so unprofessional that uh, he is one of the reasons that Republicans and many other people across all, all political spectrum and demographics just don't trust him. Yeah. Whatever he says, he can, he can reverse his recommendations and say something 100% different. And, I mean, how can you trust such a person? <laughs> you just can't. We're talking with Veronica Kirilenko uh, with uh, The New American. You can find The New American and find her pieces on this. The quite frustrated Dr. Fauci on this one. Here's the question. Will the federal government try to enforce it by doing what they've done with the airlines already? Where Either you need to test negative for the virus or you need to prove that you have the vaccine. There's been some event centers in New York City that say you can't even go to the events, the concerts, the theater, the performances, Mm -hmm. whatever, unless you prove that you've already had the vaccine. Are we talking about, and do you think it's going to come to fruition with this side in power right now where we're not going to be able to function in the general public unless we can prove that we've gotten vaccinated? Well, again, Fauci himself uh, once told that uh, the federal governments will never never, um, force people to vaccinate, uh, but it doesn't mean that uh, there are no other measures that uh, the government or employers um, can, uh, you know, use to to really uh, to, to really make people needing and needing a vaccine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as for now, they say that this is 
this this is out of the question. But uh, we're seeing Europe and we're seeing um, Orange County, for example, uh, that uh, or in California, that's actually entertaining uh, the idea of getting uh, COVID passports for for the population to 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 get back to normal life. It's which, wild. Which is actually which is actually terrifying, uh, given the safety issues that uh, come with the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, it's it's terribly dangerous, and it's weird the fact that we would enforce something like that. You must inject this into your body, or else you can't. Uh, some even companies are saying you can't work here, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's wild here in the state of Kansas, where I'm at. I mean, we have, I guess, one of the lower rates of vaccination in the country at, I don't know, 36, 37, 38% right now of the population that's been vaccinated, which the majority of the elderly, the, the ones that are prone to it, the ones that are in that demo of actually getting it more severe have gotten vaccinated. But my generation, my the younger individuals, the working class, really anybody under 40, 50 years old, really hasn't gotten the vaccine and and they're upset because they say we can't hit herd immunity until like 80 to 90 percent of the population mm-hmm. actually gets this vaccine. And I, I, it, I don't think they're going to get it. No, no, I don't think so. And this is this is why I think I think Fauci he uh, uh, he yeah he will never get it. But he really he really likes the power that the uh, COVID situation gives him. You know, um, the senator Rand Paul he recently called him a petty tyrant, and that's what he is. Yeah. Just like I mean, numerous n- numerous medical experts they just get this taste of real power. The power to let people be outside to go and visit their uh, families and loved ones, and um, yet again, uh, he said that you will not. We're really far from normal, and uh, this, this 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 is really bad. It is. It is really bad. We got to take a break here, Veronica Kirilenko. When we come back, I want to shift gears a little bit, and since you specialize with some of the U.S.-Russian relations, I want to talk about that moving forward and the transition from the Trump administration to the Biden administration. Get your thoughts on some of that as well. Got to take a break. Wrapping up our number one here on The Voice Reason for a pre-Friday celebration. Covered a lot of ground. We'll come back. We'll recap some more of uh, Joe Biden's speech last night. We'll talk about some foreign policy issues as well. All right, here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back in. Thanks for hanging out with us today. The fastest hour of radio on radio, really, plus the live stream and the podcast, wherever you may be. Oh, and TV as well. So we're pretty much everywhere, and we appreciate you hanging out the way you do every single day. Thank you for that. We are coming up to the end of the month Monday. Our newsletter comes out, so don't miss that. You can go to HoosierReason.com. No I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R reason.com our monthly newsletter will come out we'll have our new blog on there we'll have some info about the show info about the hoosier media network info about what's coming up next month what we've done this month we are about to set another record for our podcast downloads on a month-to-month basis so again thank you for that that's awesome and you can always find us on any of your favorite podcasting sites wrapping up the program today we have uh, some interesting news just with the speech from joe biden yesterday which again i found extremely entertaining I love how he did mention that we are going to have a one-time investment on education. That was fun. But overall, how is the State of the Union doing there, sir? 100 days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation, we all did, that was in crisis. The worst pandemic in a century. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Now, After just 100 days, I can report to the nation, America is on the move again. Oh, man, it's hilarious. I mean, apparently they forgot the fact that we had a V-shaped economic recovery back in, oh, I don't know, August and September last year from President Donald Trump once we started opening things up again, once the vaccine was optimistic and, and things were starting to happen there. And we were already recovering, and the stock market was still breaking records last fall when Donald Trump was still in office. But we can't talk about those kind of things. At the same time, we've had a lot of change with our foreign policy as well from what Donald Trump, because remember, Donald Trump just colluded with Russians, his entire administration in the campaign. Uh, Veronica Kirilenko, she's on with us here from The New American. Let's talk about because that's kind of your focus and your area of expertise as well with some of the U.S.-Russian relations uh, as well. Um, the, the relationship that the U.S. has with Russia What do you think we're going to see change-wise when it comes to policy between the Trump era and the new Biden era now? Is it going to get better or worse, do you think? Uh, Well, I think, think, Andy, that um, there is an agreement in American political establishment between Republicans and Democrats that Russia is not the uh, American ally. Mm -hmm. It's far from friendly, and it's been always complicated. Uh, you know, relations between the United States and Russia have been really challenging uh, during the, I mean, many decades and made worse by the Kremlin-backed invasion of Crimea and the ongoing military operations in support of the rebellious uh, regions in Ukraine, Moscow's inter- interference in the 2016 and the recent presidential elections, the poisoning of Russian 
opposition figure Alexei Navalny and devastating massive cyber attacks on U.S. government and private computer systems, for which Russia has been blamed by the intelligence community. And this is true. So uh, we've, seen, we've seen Obama administration um, imposing san sanctions on Russia. Uh, we've seen Trump administration amplifying the sanctions even more and, you know, setting pressure on Russia uh, despite the, you know, the four-year-long smear campaign against Trump. Uh, it didn't happen. Trump, Trump, Trump was not a friend of Putin, despite you know him saying, "Yeah, wouldn't you, you remember that? Wouldn't be nice to get along with, with Russia." But it, it never happened. And uh, then the Biden administration imposes new sanctions. Uh, but you know, I'm really, I'm really as a the Ukrainian. I'm, I mean, I'm American, but I'm uh, um, American, Ukrainian American. And I'm really grateful to, to the Trump administration that it provided the lethal help to Ukraine, something that the Obama administration uh, administration uh, never, never, never did. Uh, and it was really crucial uh, in the conflict between the, uh, Russia and Ukraine. So I will, I will say that uh, the relations will, will, will remain, uh, you know, really chill. And uh, you, you see that, uh, that the Biden administration basically continues his, uh, his, uh, the, the sanctions up, the sanction, uh, sanctions that uh, were started uh, many years ago. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can keep good tabs on them. It's, it's an interesting relationship for sure. And at least, as you mentioned, I mean, Trump said at least try to work together because why not try to work together instead of just causing more friction, which, you know, mm -hmm. terrible Trump for doing that. It's wild. Uh, Veronica Kirilenko, I appreciate the time so much. we got to get you back on the program again soon. I really love this. Can we do that? Absolutely, Angie. Thank you very much. Hey, appreciate it very much. Right there. You can find her writings there at The New American, and we appreciate her time. We'll get her back on the program. That's it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the show. I believe tomorrow we may have a new Voice of Reason product infomercial. It's been a while since we've done one of those. Until then, it's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.